This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 30th. You're listening to WNBF. Mayor Jared Cram is set to introduce attorney Sophie Bergman as his appointment for the open city court judge seat today. Bergman will fill the seat vacated by City Court Judge Carol A. Cochileola, who was elected as a Broome County Court Judge in November. Jan Lopez Colon, age 28, of Troy, New York, pled guilty today to a conspiracy to distribute more than 5 kilograms of cocaine in the capital region. Lopez Colon admitted that between June 2021 and December 2021 in Albany and Rensselaer counties, He and three others conspired to ship more than five kilograms of cocaine from Puerto Rico to the capital region. The cocaine was shipped via U.S. mail in one kilogram bricks and transported to a stash house maintained by a co-conspirator on Fifth Avenue in Troy, where the cocaine was processed for distribution. Sentencing is scheduled for April 26th. Lopez Colon faces a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison, a maximum sentence of life imprisonment, a fine of up to $10 million and a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life. Lopez Colon also agreed to forfeit numerous items of jewelry seized from his residence and agreed to abandon a Glock Model 43 pistol. Three other men were also charged, Ilvin Batista Figueroa, age 31, of Albany, Jesus Baez, age 32, of Londonville, New York, and Sam Calderon, age 20, of Troy. Baez and Calderon have previously pled guilty. The charges against Batista Figueroa are pending, and they are merely accusations, and he is presumed innocent until proven guilty. The New York State Police, in conjunction with the New York State Attorney General's Office, are investigating a fatal motor vehicle crash in Cortland County. On December 28th, a Cortland County Sheriff's deputy observed an SUV driving through a red traffic light at the intersection of State Route 281 and West Main Street in the town of Cortlandville. The deputy attempted to initiate a traffic stop on State Route 281 when the SUV failed to comply. Both the SUV and the vehicle that the deputy was operating lost control and crashed after failing to negotiate a turn onto the Interstate 81 on-ramp in the town of Homer. A rear-seat passenger in the SUV, 16-year-old Selena N. Wallner, was pronounced deceased on scene. The driver of the SUV, a 15-year-old female, a 16-year-old female passenger, and a 15-year-old female passenger were transported to Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse with serious injuries. The sheriff's deputy sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was transported to a local hospital for treatment. After the crash, it was learned the involved SUV had been reported as a stolen vehicle from the William George Agency for Children's Services in Tompkins County a few minutes prior to the deputy attempting to stop the vehicle. The investigation is ongoing. All further questions should be directed to the New York State Attorney General's office. New York State Energy Research and Development Authority announced the awardees in the fourth round of the Commercial and Industrial Carbon Challenge with seven projects, sharing more than $14 million through round 12 of the state's Regional Economic Development Council initiative. The seven winning companies have committed to high-impact actions that will shrink their carbon footprints and result in a reduction of over 800,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide, the equivalent of taking approximately 174,000 cars off the road per year. In the southern tier, Cornell University was one of the awardees with a project that will capture and reuse heat 
that would otherwise be wasted and upgrade existing pneumatic building control systems with digital automated logic controls in existing buildings on the university's campus. Both initiatives will help increase energy efficiency and reduce the university's greenhouse gas footprint. On December 28th, state police attempted to stop a motorist operating a stolen vehicle on Monroe Avenue near I-490 when the operator refused to comply. The operator fled through several city streets onto I-490 and then to the New York State Thruway towards Kenandagua. On the Thruway, troopers were able to successfully deploy stop sticks and flattened three tires. The pursuit continued in Ontario County when a passenger fled from the vehicle and was taken into custody near a parking lot. The operator and a second passenger were taken into custody a short distance later by police. State police arrested the operator of the vehicle, Reginald Johnson, age 57, from Rochester. He was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, obstructing governmental administration in the second degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree, unlawful fleeing, DWAI drugs, and reckless driving. The first passenger, Norman Sandoval, age 56, from Rochester, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. And the second passenger, Tara Reynolds, age 43, from Lake Placid, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. The House committee is set to release six years of Donald Trump's tax returns today, pulling back the curtain on financial records that the former president fought for years to keep secret. The Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee voted last week to release the returns with some redactions of sensitive information, such as Social Security numbers and contact information. The committee obtained six years of Trump's personal and business tax records while investigating what it said in a December 20th report was the Internal Revenue Service's failure to pursue mandatory audits of Trump on a timely basis during his presidency, as required under the tax agency's protocol. The first legal dispensary for recreational marijuana in New York is ringing up its first sales, opening up what is expected to be one of the country's biggest and most lucrative markets for cannabis. The widely anticipated opening of the first state-sanctioned dispensary is operated by the nonprofit Housing Works. It is the first of a string of openings expected in the coming months in New York, which legalized recreational use of marijuana in March 2021. The first legal shop will join a market now dominated by dozens of unauthorized shops that have operated in the open for years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow, showers mainly after 2 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night, showers mainly before 2 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 90%. And Sunday, a chance of showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 44, chance of rain 30%. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Gold Toyota Studios, this is WMBF. You'll make your holiday happier when you drive home a new Toyota from Galt Toyota. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in New York, in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. 
that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. I never wrote this News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. News Radio 1290, Good morning on this Friday, December 30th. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Work was scheduled until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, but now sounds like that work is already complete, so both lanes of Shenango Street should be open. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 45 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Windchill has it at 41 degrees. Today mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow showers mainly after 1 p.m. A high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night showers mainly before 1 a.m. A low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 80%. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 44, and Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. 614, you're listening to WMBF. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Six seventeen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Keldon Johnson had 30 points, and the San Antonio Spurs overcame a season-high 41 points from Julius Randle to beat New York 122-115, handing the Knicks their fifth straight loss. Spurs guard Romeo Langford added a career-high 23 points for the Spurs, who were without injured starter Devin Vassell. Trey Jones added 13 points, and Jeremy Sochan had 12. Knicks guard Emmanuel Quickly had a career-high 36 points while starting in place of injured point guard Jalen Brunson. New York only led briefly after blowing a 9-point lead with 33 seconds left in regulation in an overtime loss to Luka Doncic and Dallas on Tuesday. 
Knicks will be back in action tomorrow night at 7 o'clock when they visit the Houston Rockets. The Knicks now back to 500, 18 and 18 on the year after this five-game losing streak. The Rockets 10 and 25 on the year. And the Brooklyn Nets will be back in action tomorrow as well when they visit the Charlotte Hornets at 7 o'clock. The Nets now 23 and 12, keeping the hot streak going for them. Some football news. The New York Giants are entreating the Indianapolis Colts like a team that's won four games all season and has lost eight of its last nine. With a playoff berth, a win away, one might think that the Giants would be salivating at the thought of playing one of the NFL's weakest teams at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. It's not Brian Dayball's style with the team's first playoff berth since 2016 within reach. First-year Giants coach is taking nothing for granted, not even the Colts. If the Giants lose or tie, they still have ways to secure a playoff spot this weekend. And New York Giants safety Xavier McKinney has returned to practice after missing seven games with a broken left hand. The defensive co-captain was taken off the Giants' non-football injury list on Thursday. There is an outside chance he could play Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. New York would clinch a playoff berth with a win. McKinney broke his hand in Mexico while he was taking a guided tour on an all-terrain type vehicle during the bye week. He never disclosed exactly what happened, but the injury required surgery to repair. Two of the AFC's best teams face off Monday night with plenty of playoff implications. Josh Allen and the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills visit Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who have a chance to win their second consecutive AFC North title. The Bills and Bengals are vying with the 12-4 Kansas City Chiefs for the number one seed in the conference which comes with it a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Bengals have won seven straight games, and the Bills have won their last six in a row. And Jets in action as well. Geno Smith has already defeated two of his former teams this season. Now comes the big one for the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Smith and the Seahawks will face the New York Jets on Sunday with both teams fighting for playoff spots. Smith will be facing the team that drafted him in 2013, Smith was a two-year starter for the Jets before being relegated into a backup role for most of the next seven seasons. The Jets will also have a new quarterback under center with Mike White returning after missing two games with fractured ribs. Some hockey action. Kyle Okpozo scored three times. Casey Middlestat had two goals. And the Buffalo Sabres beat the Detroit Red Wings 6-3 for their fifth straight victory. Jeff Skinner also scored for Buffalo, and Owen Power, Zemgus Gergenses, and J.J. Paterka each had two assists. Uko Pekka Lukanen made 28 saves and won his third straight start. The Sabres had not practiced for a week, the Buffalo area recovering from a blizzard that killed at least 40 people. Dominic Kubelik scored two goals for Detroit, which lost for the seventh time in nine games. Islanders in action, Jean-Gabriel Pagot and Matthew Barzal scored in the second period, and the New York Islanders beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 2-1. Ilya Sorokin finished with 20 saves as the Islanders won their third straight game. The Blue Jackets dropped their seventh straight game and lost for the tenth time in 12 games overall. Emil Benstrom scored the lone Columbus goal, and Junas Corpiesalo made 34 saves. Rangers in action as well. Andre Vasilevsky made 45 saves through overtime. Alex Killorn scored the winner in the sixth round of the shootout. And the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the New York Rangers 2-1. Tampa Bay won the shootout 2-1. Braden Point scored in regulation and during the shootout for the Lightning. Nikita Kucherov got his 38th assist on Point's goal. Igor Shesterkin stopped 39 shots in regulation. 
And Mika Zibanejad scored for the Rangers. Shesterkin is 4-0-1 in five games at Tampa Bay. 6:22 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors' attempts at a rally finally bore fruit on Thursday as the Dow Jones gained back 345 points to close at 33,220. The Nasdaq Composite rose more than 2.5% yesterday, while the Standard & Poor's 500 added 1.75%. U.S. jobless claims rose just a bit last week, staying near pre-pandemic levels and suggesting that the labor market remains historically tight. The government reported initial filings rose by about 9,000 to 225,000 altogether. The four-week moving average edged down to 221,000. It's back to normal today. That's the promise from Southwest Airlines after a service meltdown led to thousands of canceled flights. Last week's winter storm triggered an operations failure, but the carrier says it's resuming its full flying schedule, removing ticket sale limits and rebuilding crew schedules today. Regulators and lawmakers have said they'll be monitoring Southwest's response to the crisis. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Who's thirsty? 45 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. There is perhaps no type of story I enjoy telling you about more than the one that includes food as medicine. Researchers at Columbia University found that eligible seniors who use the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program that offers benefits to cover food purchases for people in need had about two fewer years of memory decline over a decade-long period than those who didn't use SNAP. Why? Well, the quality of the food you eat has a direct impact on how well your brain can function. And when some of your food purchases are paid for, it frees up money to spend on other things. Less stress also leads to better brain health. You get the picture here? Now, unfortunately, only about half of people 60 and older and who are eligible for SNAP are actually enrolled. So if we can all encourage more people to utilize these benefits, it could also mean that seniors could stay sharper for years to come. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business... 
Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. When the forgotten poor are in need of healing, they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, a floating hospital staffed by volunteers, heroes of mercy who donate their time to save lives. Every human has the right to have a place at the table of the human race. If you could just see the smiles that you get when lives have been changed, then it would make it all worth it. To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org. When I had a news radio twelve ninety on WMBF, time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I eighty one bridge. Work was scheduled until the end of the month from eight AM to five PM daily, but now it sounds like that work is already complete. So both lanes of Shenango Street should be open. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 45 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Windchill has it at 41 degrees. Today, mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow, showers, mainly after 1 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night, showers, mainly before 1 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 80%. And Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. 629, you're listening to WMBF. In 2010, Liz was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After losing her job due to treatment, she was left with few options. A housing voucher gave her hope that she could find a place to live with her daughter. To her surprise, that same voucher would result in her being denied housing. I felt so dejected and ashamed. It was shocking to me that people actually just discriminated against you for the type of income you were utilizing to pay your rent. Now, thanks to a new law in New York State, it is illegal for people like Liz to be denied housing based on their source of income. Do you use non-wage income such as veterans or disability benefits, Section 8 vouchers, or child support to pay for housing? If you suspect discrimination, call 1-800-788-9898 to contact the New York State Office of the Attorney General or visit endincomebiasny.com. I am at this point proud to say that I am using my voucher and a proud renter of an apartment where my daughter and I are very happily living. Six thirty-one on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. This New Year's Eve might feel a little more normal compared to the past couple of pandemic years, at least on TV. Ryan Seacrest and co-host Liza Koshy tell us when you watch them on ABC this year, Times Square should once again be packed with people. We're hoping there will be a normal or larger than normal crowd because we haven't had that capability and ability in the last couple of years. Now, there is potentially a little rain, but I think we'll see those pins full and the streets packed. Just on our way to this interview, it was packed, so I imagine Times Square New Year's night is going to be packed, and I'm excited about that. They're co-hosting Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest Saturday night on ABC. 
it'll be a quiet weekend at the box office, Avatar The Way of Water should easily earn the most cash. No new movies opening wide. In limited release, Tom Hanks gets grumpy in A Man Called Otto, and Space Jam 2 producer and actor LeBron James is 38 today. Rumor is he's also a pretty good basketball player. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Individual rates. So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. Well, hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, um... I just haven't been feeling like me lately. Okay. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support, too. That's a cut! Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 30th. You're listening to WMBF. Mayor Jared Cram is set to introduce attorney Sophie Bergman as his appointment for the open city court judge seat today. Bergman will fill the seat vacated by city court judge Carol A. Cochiola, who was elected as a Broome County court judge in November. Jan Lopez Colon, age 28, of Troy, New York, pled guilty today to a conspiracy to distribute more than 5 kilograms of cocaine in the capital region. Lopez Colon admitted that between June 2021 and December 2021 in Albany and Rensselaer counties, he and three others conspired to ship more than 5 kilograms of cocaine from Puerto Rico to the capital region. The cocaine was shipped via U.S. mail in 1 kilogram bricks, and transported to a stash house maintained by a co-conspirator on 5th Avenue in Troy, where the cocaine was processed for distribution. Sentencing is scheduled for April 26th. Lopez Colon faces a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison, a maximum sentence of life imprisonment, a fine of up to $10 million, and a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life. Lopez Colon also agreed to forfeit numerous items of jewelry seized from his residence, and agreed to abandon a Glock Model 43 pistol. Three other men were also charged, Ilvin Batista Figueroa, age 31, of Albany, Jesus Baez, age 32, of Londonville, New York, and Sam Calderon, age 20, of Troy. Baez and Calderon have previously pled guilty. The charges against Batista Figueroa are pending, and they are merely accusations, and he is presumed innocent until proven guilty. The New York State Police, in conjunction with the New York State Attorney General's Office, are investigating a fatal motor vehicle crash in Cortland County. On December 28th, a Cortland County Sheriff's deputy observed an SUV driving through a red traffic light at the intersection of State Route 281 and West Main Street in the town of Cortlandville. The deputy attempted to initiate a traffic stop on State Route 281 when the SUV failed to comply. Both the SUV and the vehicle that the deputy was operating lost control and crashed after failing to negotiate a turn onto the Interstate 81 on-ramp in the town of Homer. A rear-seat passenger in the SUV, 16-year-old Selena and Walner, was pronounced deceased on scene. The driver of the SUV, a 15-year-old female, 
A 16-year-old female passenger and a 15-year-old female passenger were transported to Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse with serious injuries. The sheriff's deputy sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was transported to a local hospital for treatment. After the crash, it was learned the involved SUV had been reported as a stolen vehicle from the William George Agency for Children's Services in Tompkins County a few minutes prior to the deputy attempting to stop the vehicle. The investigation is ongoing. All further questions should be directed to the New York State Attorney General's office. New York State Energy Research and Development Authority announced the awardees in the fourth round of the Commercial and Industrial Carbon Challenge with seven projects, sharing more than $14 million through round 12 of the state's Regional Economic Development Council initiative. The seven winning companies have committed to high-impact actions that will shrink their carbon footprints and result in a reduction of over 800,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide, the equivalent of taking approximately 174,000 cars off the road per year. In the southern tier, Cornell University was one of the awardees with a project that will capture and reuse heat that would otherwise be wasted and upgrade existing pneumatic building control systems with digital automated logic controls in existing buildings on the university's campus. Both initiatives will help increase energy efficiency and reduce the university's greenhouse gas footprint. On December 28th, state police attempted to stop a motorist operating a stolen vehicle on Monroe Avenue near I-490 when the operator refused to comply. The operator fled through several city streets onto I-490 and then to the New York State Thruway towards Kenandaigua. On the Thruway, troopers were able to successfully deploy stop sticks and flattened three tires. The pursuit continued in Ontario County when a passenger fled from the vehicle and was taken into custody near a parking lot. The operator and a second passenger were taken into custody a short distance later by police. State police arrested the operator of the vehicle, Reginald Johnson, age 57, from Rochester. He was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, obstructing governmental administration in the second degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree, unlawful fleeing, DWAI drugs, and reckless driving. The first passenger, Norman Sandoval, age 56, from Rochester, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. And the second passenger, Tara Reynolds, age 43, from Lake Placid, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. The House committee is set to release six years of Donald Trump's tax returns today, pulling back the curtain on financial records that the former president fought for years to keep secret. The Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee voted last week to release the returns with some redactions of sensitive information, such as Social Security numbers and contact information. The committee obtained six years of Trump's personal and business tax records while investigating what it said in a December 20th report was the Internal Revenue Service's failure to pursue mandatory audits of Trump on a timely basis during his presidency, as required under the tax agency's protocol. The first legal dispensary for recreational marijuana in New York is ringing up its first sales, opening up what is expected to be one of the country's biggest and most lucrative markets for cannabis. The widely anticipated opening of the first state-sanctioned dispensary is operated by the nonprofit Housing Works. It is the first of a string of openings expected in the coming months in New York, which legalized recreational use of marijuana in March 2021. The first legal shop will join a market now dominated by dozens of unauthorized shops that have operated in the open for years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low near 39. 
Tomorrow, showers, mainly after 2 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night, showers, mainly before 2 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 90%. And Sunday, a chance of showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 44, chance of rain 30%. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on. Or this to the treadmill on your wish list. Or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. I never. News Radio Six forty-three on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Bunch of stuff coming up in the Binghamton area. The Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival, Saturday, March twenty-fifth, moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now and start at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. Get tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. Don't find yourself at home on Friday, March 24th, saying, I kind of want to go to the Binghamton on on Tap Craft Beer Festival. But tickets are so expensive now. Should have listened to James in December. He knew. He knew I'd want to go to this event. So get your tickets now. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the Clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop, and all for under $170. So what you need in the game of golf, discounts. Golf is an expensive game and incredibly difficult, so it takes a lot of practice to get good enough to actually go out and play on one of these 30 best golf courses in the area. You don't want to go out there and look like an idiot. So you got to use that six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop. And then you can hit the links, hit the golf courses, impress everybody. That's what golf is all about, just being better than the next guy. 645, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Work was scheduled until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, but now sounds like that work is already complete, so both lanes of Shenango Street should be open. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, 
And various roads in Lennox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and ditch cleaning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 45 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Windchill has it at 41. Today mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow showers mainly after 1 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night showers mainly before 1 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 80%. And Sunday partly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. 649, you're listening to WMBF. It is with great pleasure that I welcome you to today's graduation ceremony. Students, uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. Too tired. Family trip. Part-time job. Helping around the house. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Just because. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. As we end this year, the good news for Tesla is, well, there isn't any. And what news there is just keeps getting worse. If you own a Tesla or if you're thinking about buying one, don't. Not until you hear this. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by Simply Safe. Get a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplisafekim.com. There have now been 41 confirmed Tesla autopilot or self-driving mode accidents, some fatal. All are being investigated by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, a federal agency. Last month, two more accidents related to Tesla's so-called full self-driving mode. One, an eight-car pileup that was caused by a Tesla Model S in the tunnel before the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Another was a Tesla Model 3 crash in Ohio. This week, the state of California banned Tesla from advertising its self-driving feature. Clearly, Tesla has a big problem on its hands. Are you ready to make their problem your problem? Try my longer daily podcast called Kim Commando today. Prices on everything are rising. But thanks to CarShield, I don't worry about how much it will cost to fix my car when it breaks down. CarShield's price will never go up, and they help handle everything. When I took my older Mercedes to the dealership for an inspection, I was told it needed over $4,000 in repairs. But thanks to my CarShield protection plan, I only had to cover the $100 deductible. They took care of everything the same day. No paperwork or headaches. And when you get coverage today, you'll lock in your price. So as long as you cover your car, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down. They can have yours, too. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-858-2550 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash Kim or 800-858-2550. That's 800-858-2550 to save 10%. carshield.com slash Kim.
6.55 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Keldon Johnson had 30 points and the San Antonio Spurs overcame a season-high 41 points from Julius Randle to beat New York 122-115, handing the Knicks their fifth straight loss. Spurs guard Romeo Langford added a career-high 23 points for the Spurs, who were without injured starter Devin Vassell. Trey Jones added 13 points and Jeremy Sochan had 12. Knicks guard Emmanuel Quickly had a career-high 36 points while starting in place of injured point guard Jalen Brunson. New York only led briefly after blowing a nine-point lead with 33 seconds left in regulation and an overtime loss to Luka Doncic and Dallas on Tuesday. Knicks will be back in action tomorrow at 7 o'clock when they visit the Houston Rockets. And the Nets back in action tomorrow at 7 when they visit the Charlotte Hornets. Some football news. The New York Giants aren't, aren't treating the Indianapolis Colts like a team that has won four games all season and has lost eight of its last nine. With a playoff berth a win away, one might think the Giants would be salivating at the thought of playing one of the NFL's weakest teams at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. That's not Brian Dayball's style with the team's first playoff berth since 2016 within reach. The first-year Giants coach is taking nothing for granted, not even the Colts. If the Giants lose or tie, they still have ways to secure a playoff spot for the this weekend. And New York Giants safety Xavier McKinney has returned to practice after missing seven games with a broken left hand. The defensive co-captain was taken off the Giants' non-football injury list on Thursday. There is an outside chance he could play Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. New York could clinch a playoff berth with a win. McKinney broke his hand in Mexico while he was taking a guided tour on an all-terrain type vehicle during the bye week. He never disclosed exactly what happened but the injury required surgery to repair. Two of the AFC's best teams face off Monday night with plenty of playoff implications. Josh Allen and the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills visit Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who have a chance to win their second consecutive AFC North title. The Bills and Bengals are vying with the 12-4 Kansas City Chiefs for the number one seed in the conference, which comes with a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Bengals have won seven straight games, and the Bills have won their last six in a row. And for the Jets, Geno Smith has already defeated two of his former teams this season. Now comes the big one for the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Smith and the Seahawks will face the New York Jets on Sunday with both teams fighting for playoff spots. Smith will be facing the team that drafted him in 2013. Smith was a two-year starter for the Jets before being relegated into a backup role for most of the next seven seasons. The Jets will also have a new quarterback under center with Mike White returning after missing two games with fractured ribs. Some hockey action. Kyle Okpozo scored three times. Casey Middlestat had two goals, and the Buffalo Sabres beat the Detroit Red Wings 6-3 for their fifth straight victory. Jeff Skinner also scored for Buffalo. And Owen Power, Zemgus Gergensens, and J.J. Paterka each had two assists. Ukopeka Lukanen made 28 saves and won his third straight start. For the Islanders, Jean-Gabriel Pagot and Matthew Barzell scored in the second period, and the New York Islanders beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 2-1. Ilya Sorokin finished with 20 saves as the Islanders won their third straight game. The Blue Jackets dropped to their seventh straight game and lost for the 10th time in 12 games overall. Emil Benstrom scored the lone Columbus goal, and Junas Corposalo made 34 saves. And for the Rangers... Andre Vasilevsky made 45 saves through overtime. Alex Killorn scored the winner in the sixth round of the shootout. And the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the New York Rangers 2-1. 
Tampa Bay won the shootout 2-1. to Braden points scored in regulation and during the shootout for the Lightning. Nikita Kucherov got his 38th assist on points goal. Igor Shesterkin stopped 39 shots in regulation. 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. Riverwoods News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out our number one of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Coming up next, ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 30th. You're listening to WNBF. Mayor Jared Cram is set to introduce attorney Sophie Bergman as his appointment for the open city court judge seat today. Bergman will fill the seat vacated by city court judge Carol A. Cochiola, who was elected as a Broome County court judge in November. Jan Lopez Colon, age 28, of Troy, New York, pled guilty today to a conspiracy to distribute more than five kilograms of cocaine in the capital region. Lopez Colon admitted that between June 2021 and December 2021 in Albany and Rensselaer counties, he and three others conspired to ship more than five kilograms of cocaine from Puerto Rico to the capital region. The cocaine was shipped via U.S. mail in one kilogram bricks and transported to a stash house maintained by a co-conspirator on 5th Avenue in Troy, where the cocaine was processed for distribution. Sentencing is scheduled for April 26th. Lopez Colon faces a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison, a maximum sentence of life imprisonment, a fine of up to $10 million, and a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life. Lopez Colon also agreed to forfeit numerous items of jewelry seized from his residence, and agreed to abandon a Glock Model 43 pistol. Three other men were also charged, Ilvin Batista Figueroa, age 31, of Albany, Jesus Baez, age 32, of Londonville, New York, and Sam Calderon, age 20, of Troy. Baez and Calderon have previously pled guilty. The charges against Batista Figueroa are pending, and they are merely accusations, and he is presumed innocent until proven guilty. The New York State Police, in conjunction with the New York State Attorney General's Office, are investigating a fatal motor vehicle crash in Cortland County. On December 28th, a Cortland County Sheriff's deputy observed an SUV driving through a red traffic light at the intersection of State Route 281 and West Main Street in the town of Cortlandville. The deputy attempted to initiate a traffic stop on State Route 281 when the SUV failed to comply. Both the SUV and the vehicle that the deputy was operating lost control and crashed after failing to negotiate a turn onto the Interstate 81 on-ramp in the town of Homer. A rear-seat passenger in the SUV, 16-year-old Selena N. Wallner, was pronounced deceased on scene. The driver of the SUV, a 15-year-old female, a 16-year-old female passenger, and a 15-year-old female passenger were transported to Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse with serious injuries. The sheriff's deputy sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was transported to a local hospital for treatment. After the crash, it was learned the involved SUV had been reported as a stolen vehicle from the William George Agency for Children's Services in Tompkins County a few minutes prior to the deputy attempting to stop the vehicle. The investigation is ongoing. All further questions should be directed to the New York State Attorney General's office. 
New York State Energy Research and Development Authority announced the awardees in the fourth round of the Commercial and Industrial Carbon Challenge with seven projects, sharing more than $14 million through round 12 of the state's Regional Economic Development Council initiative. The seven winning companies have committed to high-impact actions that will shrink their carbon footprints and result in a reduction of over 800,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide, the equivalent of taking approximately 174,000 cars off the road per year. In the southern tier, Cornell University was one of the awardees with a project that will capture and reuse heat that would otherwise be wasted and upgrade existing pneumatic building control systems with digital automated logic controls in existing buildings on the university's campus. Both initiatives will help increase energy efficiency and reduce the university's greenhouse gas footprint. On December 28th, state police attempted to stop a motorist operating a stolen vehicle on Monroe Avenue near I-490 when the operator refused to comply. The operator fled through several city streets onto I-490 and then to the New York State Thruway towards Kenandaigua. On the Thruway, troopers were able to successfully deploy stop sticks and flattened three tires. The pursuit continued in Ontario County when a passenger fled from the vehicle and was taken into custody near a parking lot. The operator and a second passenger were taken into custody a short distance later by police. State police arrested the operator of the vehicle, Reginald Johnson, age 57, from Rochester. He was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, obstructing governmental administration in the second degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree, unlawful fleeing, DWAI drugs, and reckless driving. The first passenger, Norman Sandoval, age 56, from Rochester, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. And the second passenger, Tara Reynolds, age 43, from Lake Placid, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. The House committee is set to release six years of Donald Trump's tax returns today, pulling back the curtain on financial records that the former president fought for years to keep secret. The Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee voted last week to release the returns with some redactions of sensitive information, such as Social Security numbers and contact information. The committee obtained six years of Trump's personal and business tax records while investigating what it said in a December 20th report was the Internal Revenue Service's failure to pursue mandatory audits of Trump on a timely basis during his presidency, as required under the tax agency's protocol. The first legal dispensary for recreational marijuana in New York is ringing up its first sales, opening up what is expected to be one of the country's biggest and most lucrative markets for cannabis. The widely anticipated opening of the first state-sanctioned dispensary is operated by the nonprofit Housing Works. It is the first of a string of openings expected in the coming months in New York, which legalized recreational use of marijuana in March 2021. The first legal shop will join a market now dominated by dozens of unauthorized shops that have operated in the open for years. National Weather Service forecasts for downtown Binghamton. Today, mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow, showers mainly after 2 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night, showers mainly before 2 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 90%. And Sunday, a chance of showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 44, chance of rain 30%. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. 
This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. Colorectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy, but the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Work was scheduled until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, but now sounds like that work is already complete, so both lanes of Shenango Street should be open. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 45 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 41 degrees. Today mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow showers mainly after 2 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night showers mainly before 2 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Sunday, chance of showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 44, chance of rain 30%. And Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. 714, you're listening to WMBF. The thing is, I would never give blood before. You know, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse of the book, but I'm so thankful that everybody didn't think the way I did, or I would have died. Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Keldon Johnson had 30 points and the San Antonio Spurs overcame a season-high 41 points from Julius Randle to beat New York 122-115, handing the Knicks their fifth straight loss. Spurs guard Romeo Langford added a career-high 23 points for the Spurs, who were without injured starter Devin Vassell. Trey Jones added 13 points and Jeremy Sochan had 12 Knicks guard Emmanuel Quickly had a career-high 36 points while starting in place of injured point guard Jalen Brunson. 
New York only led briefly after blowing a nine-point lead with 33 seconds left in regulation in an overtime loss to Luka Doncic and Dallas on Tuesday. Knicks back in action tomorrow at 7 when they visit the Houston Rockets. The Rockets 10-25 and 25 on the year. The Knicks now back to 500 after this five-game losing streak, 18-18. and 18. And the Brooklyn Nets will visit the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow at 7. The Nets now 23-12 and 12 on the year. Some football news. The New York Giants aren't treating the Indianapolis Colts like a team that has won four games all season and has lost eight of its last nine. With a playoff berth, a win away, one might think the Giants would be salivating at the thought of playing one of the NFL's weakest teams at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. That's not Brian Dayball's style with the team's first playoff berth since 2016 within reach. The first-year Giants coach is taking nothing for granted, not even the Colts. If the Giants lose or tie, they still have ways to secure a playoff spot this weekend, but a win would put them in for sure. And the Giants will get safety Xavier McKinney back. He's returned to practice after missing seven games with a broken left hand. The defensive co-captain was taken off the Giants' non-football injury list on Thursday. There is an outside chance he could play Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. New York would clinch a playoff berth with a win. McKinney broke his hand in Mexico while he was taking a guided tour on an all-terrain type vehicle during the bye week. He never disclosed exactly what happened, but the injury required surgery to repair. Two of the AFC's best teams face off Monday night with plenty of playoff implications. Josh Allen and the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills visit Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow on the Bengals, who have a chance to win their second consecutive AFC North title. The Bills and Bengals are vying with the 12-4 Kansas City Chiefs for the number one seed in the conference, which comes with a comes with it a first-round bye and home-field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Bengals have won seven straight games, and the Bills have won their last six in a row. And for the Jets, Geno Smith has already defeated two of his former teams this season. Now comes the big one for the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Smith and the Seahawks will face the New York Jets on Sunday, with both teams fighting for playoff spots. Smith will be facing the team that drafted him in 2013. He was a two-year starter for the Jets before being relegated into a backup role for most of the next seven seasons. The Jets will also have a new quarterback under center with Mike White returning after missing two games with fractured ribs. Some hockey action. Kyle Okpozo scored three times. Casey Middlestat had two goals. And the Buffalo Sabres beat the Detroit Red Wings 6-3 for their fifth straight victory. Jeff Skinner also scored for Buffalo, and Owen Power, Zemgus Gergensens, and J.J. Paterka each had two assists. Uko Pekka Lukanen made 28 saves and won his third straight start. The Sabres had not practiced for a week. The Buffalo area is recovering from a blizzard that killed at least 40 people. Dominic Kubelik scored two goals for Detroit, which lost for the seventh time in nine games. For the Islanders, Jean-Gabriel Pigot and Matthew Barzal scored in the second period. And the New York Islanders beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 2-1. Ilya Sorokin finished with 20 saves as the Islanders won their third straight game. The Blue Jackets dropped their seventh straight game and lost for the 10th time in 12 games overall. Emil Benstrom scored the lone goal for Columbus. And Junas Corposalo made 34 saves. And the New York Rangers in action as well. Andre Vasilevsky made 45 saves through overtime. Alex Killorn scored the winner in the sixth round of the shootout. And the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the New York Rangers 2-1. Tampa Bay won the shootout 2-1. Braden Point scored in regulation and during the shootout for the Lightning. Nikita Kucherov got his 38th assist on Point's goal. 
Igor Shesterkin stopped 39 shots in regulation. And Mika Zimanaje scored for the Rangers. Shesterkin is 4-0-1 in five games against Tampa Bay. 7:22 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors' attempts at a rally finally bore fruit on Thursday as the Dow Jones gained back 345 points to close at 33,220. The Nasdaq Composite rose more than 2.5% yesterday, while the Standard & Poor's 500 added 1.75%. U.S. jobless claims rose just a bit last week, staying near pre-pandemic levels and suggesting that the labor market remains historically tight. The government reported initial filings rose by about 9,000 to 225,000 altogether. The four-week moving average edged down to 221,000. It's back to normal today. That's the promise from Southwest Airlines after a service meltdown led to thousands of canceled flights. Last week's winter storm triggered an operations failure, but the carrier says it's resuming its full flying schedule, removing ticket sale limits and rebuilding crew schedules today. Regulators and lawmakers have said they'll be monitoring Southwest response to the crisis. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Even though people were doing... It feels like you're frozen, petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do, you do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help, real answers, right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. Republican Congressman-elect George Santos has been telling local Republican leaders he will not seek re-election in 2024. In response to that information, Nassau County Republican Committee Chair Joseph Cairo said, quote, I don't know what party would endorse him as a candidate. This Republican committee will not support George Santos in 2024. There have been calls for Santos to resign after fabricating much of his background. Just give me five dead voters. That was a quote from Lindsey Graham, according to sworn testimony from Trump attorney Christina Bob. She says Senator Graham wanted hard election fraud evidence he could publicly push to help former President Trump overturn the 2020 election results, and that she, Rudy Giuliani, Mark Meadows, and others listened in on the now publicly released recorded call of Mr. Trump asking Georgia officials to find thousands of votes that would have given him the election. Those are your political insights. I'm Andy Field, ABC News. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up. 
and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with AJ. Lori? AJ, how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. You served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community. Then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Work was scheduled until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, but now sounds like that work is already complete, so both lanes of Shenango Street should be open. Lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township. 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lennox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and slide repair. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 45 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 41 degrees. Today mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow showers mainly after 2 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night showers mainly before 2 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Sunday, chance of showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 44, chance of rain 30%. And Sunday night, mostly cloudy with a low near 34 degrees. 729, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. This New Year's Eve might feel a little more normal compared to the past couple of pandemic years, at least on TV. Ryan Seacrest and co-host Liza Koshy tell us when you watch them on ABC this year... Times Square should once again be packed with people. We're hoping there will be a normal or larger than normal crowd because we haven't had that capability and ability in the last couple of years. Now, there is potentially a little rain, but I think we'll see those pins full and the streets packed. Just on our way to this interview, it was packed. So I imagine Times Square New Year's night is going to be packed, and I'm excited about that. They're co-hosting Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest Saturday night on ABC. It'll be a quiet weekend at the box office. Avatar The Way of Water should easily earn the most cash. No new movies opening wide. In limited release, Tom Hanks gets grumpy in A Man Called Otto. And Space Jam 2 producer and actor LeBron James is 38 today. Rumor is he's also a pretty good basketball player. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Individual. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 30th. You're listening to WMBF. Mayor Jared Cram is set to introduce attorney Sophie Bergman as his appointment for the open city court judge seat today. 
Bergman will fill the seat vacated by City Court Judge Carol A. Cochiola, who was elected as a Broome County Court Judge in November. Jan Lopez Colon, age 28, of Troy, New York, pled guilty today to a conspiracy to distribute more than 5 kilograms of cocaine in the capital region. Lopez Colon admitted that between June 2021 and December 2021 in Albany and Rensselaer counties, he and three others conspired to ship more than 5 kilograms of cocaine from Puerto Rico to the capital region. The cocaine was shipped via U.S. mail in one kilogram bricks and transported to a stash house maintained by a co-conspirator on Fifth Avenue in Troy, where the cocaine was processed for distribution. Sentencing is scheduled for April 26th. Lopez Colon faces a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison, a maximum sentence of life imprisonment, a fine of up to $10 million, and a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life. Lopez Colon also agreed to forfeit numerous items of jewelry seized from his residence and agreed to abandon a Glock Model 43 pistol. Three other men were also charged, Ilvin Batista Figueroa, age 31, of Albany, Jesus Baez, age 32, of Londonville, New York, and Sam Calderon, age 20, of Troy. Baez and Calderon have previously pled guilty. The charges against Batista Figueroa are pending. They are merely accusations, and he is presumed innocent until proven guilty. The New York State Police, in conjunction with the New York State Attorney General's Office, are investigating a fatal motor vehicle crash in Cortland County. On December 28th, a Cortland County Sheriff's deputy observed an SUV driving through a red traffic light at the intersection of State Route 281 and West Main Street in the town of Cortlandville. The deputy attempted to initiate a traffic stop on State Route 281, when the SUV failed to comply. Both the SUV and the vehicle that the deputy was operating lost control and crashed after failing to negotiate a turn onto the Interstate 81 on-ramp in the town of Homer. A rear-seat passenger in the SUV, 16-year-old Selena N. Wallner, was pronounced deceased on scene. The driver of the SUV, a 15-year-old female, a 16-year-old female passenger, and a 15-year-old female passenger were transported to Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse with serious injuries. The sheriff's deputy sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was transported to a local hospital for treatment. After the crash, it was learned the involved SUV had been reported as a stolen vehicle from the William George Agency for Children's Services in Tompkins County a few minutes prior to the deputy attempting to stop the vehicle. The investigation is ongoing. All further questions should be directed to the New York State Attorney General's Office. New York State Energy Research and Development Authority announced the awardees in the fourth round of the Commercial and Industrial Carbon Challenge with seven projects, sharing more than $14 million through round 12 of the state's Regional Economic Development Council initiative. The seven winning companies have committed to high-impact actions that will shrink their carbon footprints and result in a reduction of over 800,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide, the equivalent of taking approximately 174,000 cars off the road per year. In the southern tier, Cornell University was one of the awardees with a project that will capture and reuse heat that would otherwise be wasted and upgrade existing pneumatic building control systems with digital automated logic controls in existing buildings on the university's campus. Both initiatives will help increase energy efficiency and reduce the university's greenhouse gas footprint. On December 28th, state police attempted to stop a motorist operating a stolen vehicle on Monroe Avenue near I-490 when the operator refused to comply. The operator fled through several city streets onto I-490 and then to the New York State Thruway towards Canandaigua. 
On the throughway, troopers were able to successfully deploy stop sticks and flattened three tires. The pursuit continued in Ontario County when a passenger fled from the vehicle and was taken into custody near a parking lot. The operator and a second passenger were taken into custody a short distance later by police. State police arrested the operator of the vehicle, Reginald Johnson, age 57, from Rochester. He was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, obstructing governmental administration in the second degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree, unlawful fleeing, DWAI drugs, and reckless driving. The first passenger, Norman Sandoval, age 56, from Rochester, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. And the second passenger, Tara Reynolds, age 43, from Lake Placid, was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. The House committee is set to release six years of Donald Trump's tax returns today, pulling back the curtain on financial records that the former president fought for years to keep secret. The Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee voted last week to release the returns with some redactions of sensitive information, such as Social Security numbers and contact information. The committee obtained six years of Trump's personal and business tax records while investigating what it said in a December 20th report was the Internal Revenue Service's failure to pursue mandatory audits of Trump on a timely basis during his presidency, as required under the tax agency's protocol. The first legal dispensary for recreational marijuana in New York is ringing up its first sales, opening up what is expected to be one of the country's biggest and most lucrative markets for cannabis. The widely anticipated opening of the first state-sanctioned dispensary is operated by the nonprofit Housing Works. It is the first of a string of openings expected in the coming months in New York, which legalized recreational use of marijuana in March 2021. The first legal shop will join a market now dominated by dozens of unauthorized shops that have operated in the open for years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton, today mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow, showers, mainly after 2 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night, showers, mainly before 2 a.m., a low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 90%. And Sunday, a chance of showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 44, chance of rain 30%. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Hi. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. Come on, punk. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Or walk to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave him alone. We have the power to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. Seven forty-two on WMBF. 
You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Now, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but there may be a little phone call coming up in the final hour of First News with Roger Neal, everybody's favorite, Roger Neal. Now, as you might have heard yesterday or are being reminded about for the first time today, WMBF is going to be carrying the Binghamton University men's basketball games. And we'll also have the women's games on 104-1. But WMBF, we're getting the men's basketball games for Binghamton University. Roger Neal is going to be calling some games. Jacob Wilkins. And it's starting this weekend. So Roger's going to give us a little call. Maybe give us a little preview. Maybe we can ask some questions about the Binghamton University basketball team. Of which I know next to nothing about. But I should probably start learning all those things. Since we're going to be carrying the games here. And I want to know what's going on with the Binghamton University Black Bears. Or not the Black Bears, the Bearcats. So it's coming up. Third hour, final hour of WMBF's First News. At some point, Roger Neal will be on. And another reminder, there will be no Bob Joseph's Binghamton now today. Bob Joseph taking a well-earned vacation to close out the year. But we're back to normal scheduling next week. Well, no show on Monday. We're off Monday. But on Tuesday, back to regular scheduling. First news for three hours and Binghamton now for three hours. It's 7.44. You're listening to WMBF. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in New York. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Sounds great. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Work was scheduled until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, but now sounds like that work is already complete. So both lanes of Shenango Street should be open. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1001 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and ditch cleaning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 45 degrees and overcast outside. Wind chill has it at 41 degrees. Today mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 39. Tomorrow showers mainly after 1 p.m., a high near 52 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tomorrow night showers mainly before 1 p.m. or 1 a.m., 
Low near 39 degrees, chance of rain 80%. And Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 34 degrees. 748, you're listening to WMBF. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart. I always seven fifty one on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, we got to see a more artistic side of artificial intelligence this year. Futurist Sinead Bavel says AI programs like Dolly 2 and Midjourney are now so advanced that they can create unique digital artwork. You feed this AI system a line of text, perhaps that's an avocado in the shape of a chair, and it will respond with an image. It will generate an image of that text prompt. She says the tech has applications in everything from fashion design to movie production, but experts have raised concerns about the way those programs are trained. If there is any bias in those data sets, the model's output would be a reflection of that. Others have criticized the technology for taking work away from artists, as well as potentially accelerating the spread of misinformation. The types of things that we can generate, uh, the type of media that we can manipulate, that is certainly a concern. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. What? Why? Just wait for the inheritance. We've definitely got a rich uncle somewhere. We're one call away from the winner's circle at the Derby, dinners with multiple forks, a vacation home in the country, using summer as a verb. You don't actually think that, do you? When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. I never... Students, when I call the reason for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. <clears throat> Too tired. Family trip. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Keldon Johnson had 30 points and the San Antonio Spurs overcame a season-high 41 points from Julius Randle to beat New York 122-115, handing the Knicks their fifth straight loss. Spurs guard Romeo Langford added a career-high 23 points for the Spurs, who were without injured starter Devin Vassell. Trey Jones added 13 points and Jeremy Sochan had 12 Knicks guard Emmanuel quickly had a career-high 36 points while starting in place of injured point guard Jalen Brunson. New York only led briefly after blowing a 9-point lead with 33 seconds left in regulation in an overtime loss to Luka Doncic and Dallas on Tuesday. Knicks going through a little bit of a rough spell right now. They've lost their last five, another chance tomorrow at 7. 
when they visit the Houston Rockets, the Rockets just 10 and 25 on the year. The Knicks now back to 500 at 18 and 18. And the Brooklyn Nets will be back in action tomorrow night as well, 7 o'clock. They visit the Charlotte Hornets. The Nets now 23 and 12 on the year. Some football news. The New York Giants aren't treating the Indianapolis Colts like a team that has won four games all season and has lost eight of its last nine. With a playoff berth a win away, one might think the Giants would be salivating at the thought of playing one of the NFL's weakest teams at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. That's not Brian Dayball's style with the team's first playoff berth since 2016 within reach. The first-year Giants coach is taking nothing for granted, not even the Colts. If the Giants lose or tie, they still have ways to secure a playoff spot this weekend. This is the game for the Giants to win. They need one more win to make the postseason. And next week, they play the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. A tough matchup. So this would be the Giants' best chance to guarantee they have a spot in the postseason. And Giants safety Xavier McKinney has returned to practice after missing seven games with a broken left hand. The defensive co-captain was taken off the Giants' non-football injury list on Thursday. There is an outside chance he could play Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. New York would clinch a playoff berth with a win in that game. McKinney broke his hand in Mexico while he was taking a guided tour on an all-terrain type vehicle during the bye week. He never disclosed exactly what happened, but the injury required surgery to repair. Two of the AFC's best teams face off Monday night with plenty of playoff implications. Josh Allen and the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills visit Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who have a chance to win their second consecutive AFC North title. The Bills and Bengals are vying with the 12-4 Kansas City Chiefs for the number one seed in the conference, which comes with it a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Bengals have won seven straight games, and the Bills have won their last six in a row. And some Jets news. Geno Smith has already defeated two of his former teams this season. Now comes the big one for the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Smith and the Seahawks will face the New York Jets on Sunday with both teams fighting for playoff spots. Smith will be facing the team that drafted him in 2013. He was a two-year starter for the Jets before being relegated into a backup role for most of the next seven seasons. The Jets will also have a new quarterback under center with Mike White returning after missing two games with fractured ribs. Some hockey action. Kyle Okpozo scored three times. Casey Middlestat had two goals. And the Buffalo Sabres beat the Detroit Red Wings 6-3 for their fifth straight victory. Jeff Skinner also scored for Buffalo. And Owen Power, Zemgus Gergensens, and J.J. Paterka each had two assists. Uko Pekalukkanen made 28 saves and won his third straight start. The Sabres had not practiced for a week. The Buffalo area is still recovering from a blizzard that killed at least 40 people. Dominic Kubelik scored two goals for Detroit, which lost for the seventh time in nine games. Islanders in action, Jean-Gabriel Pagot and Matthew Barzal scored in the second period, and the New York Islanders beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 2-1. Ilya Sorokin finished with 20 saves as the Islanders won their third straight game. The Blue Jackets dropped their seventh straight game and lost for the tenth time in 12 games overall. Emil Benstrom scored the lone Columbus goal, and Junas Corposalo had made 34 saves. And the Rangers in action as well. Andre Veselevsky made 45 saves through overtime. Alex Killorn scored the winner in the sixth round of the shootout. And the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the New York Rangers 2-1, winning 2-1 in the shootout. Braden Point scored in regulation and during the shootout for the Lightning. 
Nikita Kucherov got his 38th assist on points goal. 759. You're listening to WMBF. Stream. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. A reminder no Binghamton now with Bob Joseph today, Bob on vacation. Coming up next, ABC News.